I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bring, bring it bring it to Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, now we will be continuing our Euro 2016 coverage, talking about France with Andrew Gibney of French Football Weekly. Uh, Very pleased to have you back on, especially after France had arguably the best performance of the tournament against Iceland. Okay, it was a pleasure to be on, and yeah, it was... I think it was the performance we've all been waiting for, wasn't it? They scored mm. goals, scored them in the first half, looked uh, irresistible at times. And I, I think it's harsh to say, oh, it was just Iceland. But this, this is the Iceland team that sort of topped the qualifying group, beat Portugal during the group stage, beat England. And they, they may have been a little bit spent and a little bit sort of jaded from what had gone before, but still a very organised team and still a team that you have to still have to beat regardless of how they play, you still have to go and beat them. And that's what France did. They, they took the game to Iceland, got the first goals at a crucially early, which is the first goal in the first half France have scored. Uh, and I think even more importantly, they got the second as well and just really knocked the wind uh, out of the Icelandic team and just went on from strength to strength. Yeah, there are some interesting caveats. Obviously, Sissoko got the start in this one. He had not been doing that. Now we have N'Golo Kante able to return to the side. How do you think that will be addressed? I think Sissoko will probably start in the same position. I think he gives you that that physicality and pace and sort of drive that you probably don't get from Kingsley Coleman through the first 60 minutes. Uh, And I think you need that against the Germans. They'll always be a physical threat and you need to be able to match them there. The big decision for, for Deschamps is between Paul Pogba and Blaise Matuidi because they both played really well. Uh, Matuidi on the left, Pogba on the right. Both sort of started uh, passes for goals. Uh, Pogba's got a little flick from Giroud on its way to Griezmann. But I think you probably do need Kante for his just incessant sort of running ability and closing down and nicking the ball away from people like Ozil and Draxel and those guys who really are going to be the, the danger men. For Germany, and I just don't know. I really don't know who you drop. And I'm really glad I'm not today, Deschamps. So I'm really not sure what I would do. And I, I've been asked this question sort of yesterday and today, and I still don't know what I would do. Uh, you probably err on the side of possibly dropping Matuidi because he's maybe had one good game, which was against Iceland. Germany is a different challenge altogether. Maybe play on the side of caution and go with Kante, but I'm definitely starting uh, Paul Pogba just because of what, what he can do. And he showed that against Iceland, that it can really make a difference. Do you think that the uh, formational shift and the different players in the squad is what led to such a, a resounding result against Iceland? I think the formation worked so much better against Iceland because you, you have 
bodies wide just sort of splits them up. You've got Griezmann behind Giroud, which has made a massive difference because then he, he can sort of switch with Paye. Paye can come centrally and causes trouble. And I, I, I would definitely stick with the same formation because it, it finished well against Ireland. It, it started great against Iceland. I think if you go 4-3-3, you're, you're dropping the sort of physical side of that team by by putting Sissoko on the bench. And you really, you really want to win that physical battle, first of all, against the Germans, and then look at the guys who bring the technical side of it, Pai and Griezmann, to really sort of punish their defence and really punish the fact that Matt Hummels isn't playing. Yeah, Hummels is obviously going to be a big miss. We already mentioned that Conte's coming back. Are there any other uh, injuries or, or concerns we should know about in the French squad? The other one, the other decision that Deschamps has to make is in the defence because Adol Rami's suspension is up as well and he's likely going to come back into the back lane. And it's probably not so much because of his ability, but it's the, the biggest danger for France is going to be down the left with uh, Patrice Evra, who's been cut out a couple of times and you maybe don't want to play Samuel and Titi and Evra against the Germans. You possibly you, you move Koscielny back to left centre-back, bring Rami in, you then are a little bit exposed for pace down that, down the right, but you have the experience and, and the power. And I suppose it depends. If, if Germany play more up front and you want uh, Rami and, and Koscielny, but if they play someone like Mario Götze, you maybe don't want Rami up against his sort of pace to get in behind. So really tough call, but I think... He has to, to edge on the side of bringing Rami back in and, and, and TT as well as MTT did, making an international debut in a, in a quarterfinal. I thought he was great. Hardly put a foot wrong until maybe the, the first Iceland goal. But yeah, Rami will come back in. That's pretty much the only the only concern in, in the France squad. All right, and uh, in, in the last match, to backtrack a little bit, uh, who, who yeah. most impressed for France in that win? I think it has to be Olivier Giroud. I thought he was immense. Uh, the finish for the first goal, which was so important because the longer that game goes without a goal, the, the crowd becomes uh, nervous and anxious and the Iceland fans get into it. It, it could have gone, it could have uh, buoyed their team up even more. But that, that finish from Giroud was, was fantastic. Uh, pass from, from Matuidi. And then he got the, the second goal when it counted because it, it went 4-1. And you never know in football what can happen. 4-1 is not an insurmountable lead, but then Giroud gets the header from Paye's cross. Then he got an assist as well. He, he did everything. He was even sort of coming back to defend and winning the ball back, press, pressing that, that Icelandic midfield. I thought he was great. I thought Griezmann was really good. I thought Sissoko was good. I mean, that, that whole midfield and attack was great. And I think what you have to give France credit for is, yeah, people will say, yeah, it's Iceland, it's Iceland, fine. It 2-0 up, they could have done what we, we call FFW is doing a PSG and taking your foot off the gas, just believing that you're better than the opposition and not really trying. And then you end up losing the goal when you're only 2-0 two, two up. But they went and got the third, they got the fourth before half time. They, they put ice into the sword and that's what you want to see from teams and you have to give them so much credit for doing that. Yeah, uh, you mentioned... You know, Iceland do did actually come back uh, at the end. I saw some people saying they won the second half, which is fair. <laughs> they they did look the better side, but France didn't really seem like they were pushing it. You don't want to worry about getting yellow cards in this crazy tournament where two and five can get you suspended. Uh, how much credit do you give to Iceland for their performance? I thought they did 
they, they didn't sort of give up as much as they could. I think you could see after the second goal, their, sort of, their legs went a little and the belief went. But yeah, I mean, they, they kept fighting. They showed why they've got this far in the tournament and why they need to be respected. They, they kept going forward. They never gave up that belief that they could compete. And I think they're going to. I think they're only going to get better as they, as they get more experience in these tournaments. They're definitely a team to watch for the World Cup. Hopefully, they get there in the next Euros. They're really. It's a great story. It's a great belief for the team, and it's really showed in this tournament that it's not about. And this is what Deschamps does as well. It's not about individuals. It's not about having those star names. It's about a team ethic and building the best eleven that suits the team and how they can play. And that's what Deschamps done with leaving people at Benzema out, people like Lacazette not being there. He's built an 11 that works. And Arsenal fans, you can slag off Giroud all you want. The way he plays is perfect for France. And I think that that team ethos has been really shone through in this tournament. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Griezmann with a goal and an assist. How impressive has he been? I think this is probably, that was probably his best game because, uh, it wasn't great against Romania. He came on against Albania and looked really anxious. Even when he got his goal, it was such an important goal. He still looked nervous and and frustrated against Switzerland. He made a massive difference against Ireland. That that was a huge. And I think that's when you saw the sort of the, the relief and the pressure come off his shoulders because there was so much talk about him before the tournament being one of the stars. And that goal, the fourth goal, what a finish! The calmness. Uh, everything you want to see from, from Antoine Griezmann. And I think he's going to be, the way he plays now behind Giroud, he finds a little pocket of space in behind the centre-backs and in between them to get his really good head on the ball as well. I thought he was excellent. I think he's only going to, possibly only going to get better. Uh, it makes you think of Carly Lloyd at the Women's World Cup last year, so he's mm. peaked at the right time. Yeah. And he's doing the same thing. He's like, yeah, he struggled through the group stages. Now, when it matters, he's really turning it on. Uh, and it just the system just works to suit him. He's playing more. It's like it's kind of like a four four two. You can call it four two three one, whatever you want to call it. He's playing behind uh, Giroud and really taking advantage of that that space that he's getting there. Yeah, and mentioning you were mentioning Giroud and how well he plays for France. That that head down to Griezmann in the previous match was a uh, very oh very yeah nice super. Yeah, yeah. T- terrible defender from Ireland. They got sucked <laughs> to Giroud, but, but but that's what he does. He, he he gets that respect because of his size and his ability. I mean, when he was playing for Montpellier, I don't think I've seen a better centre-forward in person who's so good at sort of knockdowns and flick-ons and just getting bringing people into play. Mm. So good at it. And maybe he doesn't get the respect or sort of the, the credit he deserves for that. And it's also game, it, it gets how Arsenal fans. play. So I, I, don't know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you all the hatred for, comes any, from. But. Any, of the, any of the great goals that Arsenal score, these little nice team moves... What Giroud's part of it? Because he, he's not a big bumbling centre forward. Yeah, he has a fantastic touch and great awareness. Yeah, because most of those it. are the the push pull goals, where he gets yeah. deep and makes everyone drop back and then passes into the space and then they're like, oh, he ran onto the ball first time. What a goal! Like, yeah, Giroud passed that. Well, he should have scored. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> Why is he passing? <laughs> he's supposed to be a goal scorer. Yeah, the reason he doesn't score 20 goals in a year is because he's passing away far too many chances. And by that, I mean passing it off to a better option. But that's fine. Um, All right, now we will get into the meat and potatoes of this coming Germany match. That wasn't even on purpose, but it kind of works. 
Obviously, Germany, World Cup holders, haven't really had that marquee win yet at the tournament. Uh, France coming off, as we said, probably the best performance of... Well, definitely the be- their best performance of the tournament. Probably the best performance of the yeah. tournament thus far. How confident do you think France will be heading into this one? I think they're going to be more confident than they were two years ago when, when Germany put them out the quarterfinals of the World Cup. Because uh, France were awful that day. They really didn't put in any sort of challenge to Germany whatsoever. They sort of just crumbled under the heat and the expectation. And I think with Hummels out, with Gomez out, I think Kadir is out, uh, Schweinsteiger also possibly out, France will never have a better chance of reaching a European Championship final with this team in the, sort of the, in the current era. This, this is a chance to beat the world champions uh, on home soil and get to the final. There's probably more pressure there's probably more expectation on this game than probably will be the final but of course if they get to the final the pressure and all that just ramps up because they should no matter who they play they should win on paper but this this Germany game is massive I think for me I'm not just speaking on my, on my personal sort of belief is I think if France go out and play like they can do and still lose I think, I think you can be okay with that I think you can say look they tried Finishes 2-1, 3-2. Yeah, they put in an effort. Thomas Miller scores a hat-trick, first goal in Euros, <laughs> fine. That's, that's, he just scores one. But if they go out like the way they did in Brazil, and it's a limp and sort of lifeless, and without any sort of real effort, then you have to be really disappointed because you're never going to get a better chance. Uh, as long as they put in some kind of performance and you can sort of be proud and say, yeah, they tried and they went for it, fine. No matter what happens, you kind of have to accept that. Uh, you just want them to go and play with that same belief they showed against Iceland. Totally different sort of opposition, tougher opponent. But it doesn't stop you playing that same way and going for it in the same way. So attacks better, much better than the defence. So there's no point in sitting back and inviting the Germans onto them. So I really hope that they, they, they understand that and make that little bit of effort to, to go for it and believe that they can reach the final. Yeah, I asked you in uh, our first segment that we did together during the Euros uh, if France would be feeling the pressure at home. And you pointed out that they have been successful at home in the past yeah. in major tournaments. So hopefully they'll be able to overcome that. And I think that probably works against them in the final because it'll be like, well, we won, won the Euros in, in the 84 and then won the World Cup in 98. We, we should win this because we're in the final. And that when you're playing against Wales or Portugal, all respect to them, like, France will be the favourites because of all these things and you just always worry about because of the South Africa thing in 2010 you worry about any French team feeling pressure <laughs> and what can happen so I think that's why the, the, the Germany game maybe preparation is probably easier because there's not that overwhelming sense of they, they must win but if they get to the final that'll definitely ramp up to like 11 easily yeah if there's, if there's one threat Germany posed that France have to shut down to, to be able to walk away with a win here, what do you think it is? Uh, I think just that, that combinations of people like Ozil and Draxler, if they can get at Patrice Evra, you really worry about that and then balls into the box and you just hope that this, it is a defence. The defence has been a worry all through the tournament. This will be the biggest test that it's faced so let's just hope they, they can rise to the challenge and and just maybe Germany have a bad day. I think if Germany play well in the final third, it's going to be a really difficult thing to beat them. But 
I think fans can score as well. We're hoping for could be three two. Probably means it'll be nil nil. <laughs> yeah, it should be a really in, intrigued watch. All right. Any final thoughts? Uh, I'm going to have to predict a France win, Kevin. I'm going to say two one. All right. Which I think gives me a, a, enough joy and enough sort of tension to make it an exciting and, and terrible evening all at the same time. For fantasy people, Captain Payet or Griezmann? Ooh, I think I'd have to go Griezmann. Yeah. I think I'd have to go Griezmann because uh, just just to get a little bit of insight, I, I got my France shirt with Pay on the back. He's only scored one since that happened, so I'd go with Griezmann. Well, it's better than Nunce since you got the kit, so uh, not too yes. bad of a jinx. It's only a partial jinx. Uh, well, all right. The, 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 the sec- second wheel shot I ever bought was uh, after World Champions, and I got uh, Matthew Debussy on the back, and then went to watch his play social, and he got sent off, and we drew two each. So <laughs> that's the kind of level of jinx that I have kept. Yeah, Griezmann, so don't Griezmann all the way. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Yeah, you can check out FFW at, on Twitter, French FT Weekly, uh, the website FrenchWeekly.com, and then follow me on Twitter at Gibney underscore A. And get me on Snapchat as well, which uh, I try and when I go to football and stuff, and when France score, we go a bit crazy. Check me out on that as well. All right, thanks so much, and best of luck. Okay, thank you very much. Pleasure as always. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.